actually, I mean, I know that we're already live, but who cares at this point? But this is kind of a topic, which we can talk about this for a second, and then you can oh, yeah. actually introduce us to the actual let's, podcast. Dude, screw it. It's our podcast. Hi, I'm AJ. Welcome to Genre Geeks Episode 9. <laughs> uh, the, we have Darren Hi. and Matt. Darren, Hi. go on. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Matt's looking really good, looking really young, that's for sure. <laughs> um, I think but, that photo is like five years old. Dude, I literally well, went I to your Facebook, say, and that was like the third profile picture. <laughs> the third really most recent. Yep. <laughs> you have like one from like sixth grade, and then like two more since then. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, what I was going to say, though, is that like uh, my friend Charlie is like an actual like really hardcore Call of Duty gamer, like plays on Xbox, which uh, whatever, man. But anyways, he has like this like hand warmer that is an electric hand warmer that you can charge, and like he just... He says that yeah yeah I use it whenever I'm playing that way my hands don't get cold and it's like he just it's just like those like little bags but it's just like a little it looks like a like an e cig it's the same size as an e cig but you hold it in your hand and it warms your hand I thought that was the weirdest thing ever that is we super playing, extra dude <laughs> we were playing disc golf the other day and he brought it with him he's like yeah I use it for gaming I was like you you're trolling right he's like no it's, it's what it's for that's like, weird oh my god what the crap he super bought it. into it he drank the Kool Aid on that one. No, I was at Target the other day, and um, I noticed they have these sunglasses. Like, they're not sunglasses at all. They're night glasses. But, like, <laughs> legit, they were... I'm not kidding. They were <laughs> legit just lenses that were, like, yellow-tinted, and it was supposed to, like, help you see, like, better at night. Yeah, it's hmm. one, yeah those are gaming glasses. Like, they have the same exact, air quotes, technology. It's, like, it's just yellow. It just, it's yellow. That's all it does. So your phones do the... uh Cuts the blue light filter you know what i'm talking about yeah it's all it is sort of hmm. it just it's yellow tinted glasses do my dad uh was addicted to those for a while because there was a, a period where we uh we drove a lot and my dad used to drive for the military and so he would do that at night if like casually so we'd go to walmart he put on his yellow sunglasses like tinted <laughs> glasses and drive uh critical has a really good video of him uh messing with those and like they claim to be he's like, yeah, he's like, these are supposed to be uh, help you see better, which, you know, whatever. But the big thing I'm uh, going to test is it's supposed to uh, be nearly indestructible. So it's just <laughs> it's just him like taking like an electric screwdriver and stuff to it. That's he's like, awesome. test one. And he like crumbles up the frames and stuff. He's like, well, that didn't last long. <laughs> so good. All right. Uh, so uh, how was your what week? You guys do this week. Yeah. Jinx. Jinx can't talk anymore. You know my answer. <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> uh, Matt, you had nothing? Dude, my life's boring. Nothing. You did nothing this week. I worked. You played pool. Oh, yeah. I played pool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How did that go? It was fun. I Okay, so we went... God we went damn to you, Matt. Albert's. <laughs> what? Fat Alberts is a pool place, by the way. Yeah, it's not. It smart, uh, I never went you. there. I always went to Fast Eddie's. You're not. I wish we could have gone to Fast Eddie's because apparently you have to be 21 and up to rent a pool table there. To rent it, a table, well, but you can it's, go. It's 21 and up bar, so you're not really supposed yeah. to be there, but they don't check your ID until you come to rent a pool table. No, I, did, I used so did to go there all the time when I was under 21, and they you pay. It's a $5 fee, and you get your hands marked. But they, that's it. Well, they must have changed it. Yeah, they must have changed it. Maybe because they, I mean, because I went there recently too, and I wanted to get a water from the bar, and she's like, "Do you have your ID?" I was like, "I'm just gonna need a water." Like, and she's like, "I need your ID. It's 21 up bar." I was like, 
I felt like one of those guys that probably the bartenders probably hate because mm-hmm. I was like, but but why? It's like, water. I'm just water. And she's I can like, go to the bathroom and drink from the faucet right now. <laughs> but like I was like, it's. I mean, I'm. Not, yeah, I, I, I give you my ID. I don't really care. But like, I just think it's kind of weird. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I have to have a check your ID. It's like, okay. But that yes, sucks. I mean, they they took me for that. So for surely for a pool table. But yeah, I guess I must have changed. So. So but. we we ended up going to Fat Albert's instead, and um, they they have speakers. I, apparently, they used to have like live concerts there or something, like live music. Okay. Because there was a big old stage in the very like off to the side, hmm. but um, they have the speakers like every five feet <laughs> on the wall. Okay. And they were That's blaring weird. metal music, and I was like, "This is not yeah. fun." That sounds that not sound pleasant fun at, all. at all. They they eventually yeah. stopped playing music, and I was like. I miss yeah, the Fest. presence of music, but not the metal music. <laughs> Fast Eddie's was way more chill for sure. It is yeah. more more chill. I like that as was soon my as place. My friends quit being not twenty one. We're going there. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, my week. I had some interesting stuff happen this week. Um, so the only the only real thing that was really interesting was actually today. Um, so obviously something that you know if you've been listening to the podcast you know that's happened is that we have a professional disc golfer coming to wichita falls to do a clinic um so that's really cool um i have been like talking to him basically all day because he was gonna send us a flyer so we could use that to advertise and post on facebook and put it on the bulletin boards around town that kind of stuff you know but he just not sent it over to me and so he was asked for some feedback and he sent the meme of like parks and rec that when chris traeger goes teamwork yeah. and, <laughs> and so he sent that to me and i was like dude aj if you sent if you're actually a parks and rec fan like you're gonna move up to number 39 on my favorite disc golfer list yeah <laughs> and, like, i was obviously joking but he thought it was pretty funny mm-hmm. and so we just started talking for like literally all day we we're talking about like our favorite tv shows like he's like a huge parks and rec fan big office fan rest of development and i was like dude i freaking love you like those are all my favorite shows this is awesome and then so we were just talking get him on this podcast darren come on market man <laughs> you got a network and so then i started thinking i was like he drives he tours with another guy um they just drive an rv around and that's where they stay for tournaments and i was thinking like he's probably gonna come up here come up here by himself so he's probably gonna have another rv so he's not gonna have anywhere to stay so i was like hey, this all started with me just messaging you on Facebook originally and just hoping you wouldn't say no. So I might as well ask him anyways. I was like, hey, man, if you need somewhere to stay, I've got somewhere you can stay. And he was like, that sounds cool. And he was like, I was like, okay, Wait, cool. Wait, is he going to stay at your place? He's not staying with us. He's staying with my mom. Um, oh, okay. They have that, that little barn that you've been to, you know, back in their back of their house. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's going to stay there. Um, and then he, I asked him, I was like, well do you need like Saturday and Sunday? Like, you know, when are you going to, you know, how, when are you going to be here? He's like, Oh, Saturday and Sunday would be best. So it's like, okay, if you're staying Saturday night, that means you're probably going to be here Saturday. So I was like, Hmm, maybe you want to hang out. <laughs> so, so I messaged him. I mean, again, at this point in time, the worst you can say is say no. Right. Mm-hmm. So I messaged him. I was like, Hey, well, I mean, if you want to, you know, we can go play around of disc golf at Lucy park beforehand. And then maybe I can show around the city. He's like, I like that idea too. It's like, Let's you go. Got, you got a date. You got a date. <laughs> I got a date. I'm so, like a little fangirl. That's terrible. The worst dude, that's thing that super can cool. happen is he'll be like, oh, this dude's a creep. I'm not going to Wichita for a clinic. <laughs> or what I'm hyped for is the guy ends up being a creep and then you get sick of him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, by the way, actually, can I just live here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This golf's not going so well for me. Man. Yeah. So, but, you know, I'm actually going to be able to stay another day. Do you mind if I crash your place for the next week? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but so yeah it's i mean i'm pretty excited obviously that's really cool so that's yeah it's obviously it's still disc golf and you know 
arguably worse than thumbtacks but it's still fun <laughs> um yeah and uh, i'm super excited so i mean i'm gonna get to hang out with this guy who's really cool and yeah y'all get to meet him Moiko because i'll caddy for him so that's cool but anyways so that's that was the highlight of my week probably there's maybe some other stuff that happened but I have to think about it. So AJ, you go and I'll maybe think something else. <laughs> All right. Well I, well, I teased it a little bit. So uh, I started streaming to, I guess, technically today by myself. Like I was just, I had the day off. So I'm like, I'll, I'll try it. And keep in mind, like my thoughts on streaming have, have been very indifferent to negative. And uh, <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to play some depth because I, I really like that game. And there was no, literally no one else playing it. So <laughs> I got on, started playing and like, like how many players? Uh, well, there were zero people streaming, and I think there was like twenty people. Oh, you're saying? Oh, okay. No, you're like so. On, yeah, on there were, no one was streaming it. I thought so, you were saying there's no one in the world playing. Oh no. Depth. You're like, okay, I'll play <laughs> well, it, solo it, depth. Yeah, it is a small <laughs> uh community because oh, yeah. uh, it's been taking a long time to load in the games. So I started streaming it, and then like two or three people popped into my uh my thing, like my chat, like they were actually talking to me and stuff. Like it was really cool. So like cool. I did that for like a two hours or so and I think I get it now. It was very fun. Like just interacting <laughs> with the, with the people in the chat. Right. Like, cause I just, I haven't played depth consistently in years. And this, this dude, according to him in the chat is like friends with the top one of the, at least a couple of the top 10 players. Cause he was giving me all these pro tips and I'm like, what gun should I start with? And he's like, use that one. It's OP. I'm like, okay. And like just little <laughs> things like that. And so like, it was I would be playing the game normally anyway, right. but I played with basically an audience. So, yeah. And I was skeptical because I'm like nervous about being trash in front of a bunch of people, but no, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I think I get it now. Right. And like that was whenever I was streaming, that's why I always try to stream smaller games because then you would probably have more interaction with people that, you know, that wouldn't normally see if you're playing Fortnite, if you're playing cod or whatever some other random game mm-hmm. um but i also even after i started streaming too into like smaller games i started doing the same thing and going into smaller channels like you know i had like five ten viewers like i played like jackbox party pack with like 20 people one time like multiple nights mm-hmm. and it's just really cool because it's like you're actually talking they're actually responding back to you whereas like the big guys like summit or dr disrespect or ninja like they're never going to see your chat message like ever. You're never going to talk to them. Whereas like those guys, like obviously it's someone that you don't care about. Like you'll never meet in your entire life, but it's like, I mean, you're just, I don't know, having a conversation is fun. So it it, it was very neat. Uh, so I did that. I, I I watched the first episode of, have you guys seen ads for that show hunters? Nope. Yes. It's, um, it's on, it's it's an Amazon. Yeah. It's an Amazon original. It's got Al Pacino in it. It's about these, uh, it's about, it takes place in the late seventies, I believe. And there are Nazis that in, this is apparently based on reality. Nazis from the war have come to America and they're Mm. hiding among us. And so there's a group called the hunters and they hunt Nazis and kill them. And like, they're not a group, like a, a military group. (laughs) I watched first episode and it was okay. Uh, Jordan Peele's the executive producer of it. He, Mm. um, which that's a whole thing too. I'd, I'd had that in this class I'm taking right now in film class, I'm getting a lot more information on what executive producers do. And apparently they are significantly bigger than I was told before. Not just money. No, they are the boss producers. Basically they are in charge of all the other producers. So they, they're one of the bigger people who are able to, uh, influence how movies made, uh, obviously mm. shy of the director and stuff, but the way you can get that position apparently is, uh, money. So apparently. it's like, 
money gets you to money gets you there, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's the only thing you do. Yeah, it can get you there. Uh, it really depends production to production. Sometimes the producers mm-hmm. have zero input in the movie. Sometimes they have a lot of input. Uh, I could see a little bit of Jordan Peele style in this, uh, just camera stuff, uh, the way certain scenes carry out. The the show's okay so far. It's really cliche, which sucks because the material is about Nazis and like the survivors of like a. It's the, almost all of the members of the um the hunters are Jews, and so obviously they have a vendetta against these uh, Nazis. And so like there's they have the scenes of like the old woman standing up and you see like on her arm is like a her number like in her mm. arm and stuff like that. So you get like it sucks because like that is a sensitive subject and so you have to be like it seems like such an easy thing to do. But yeah. the show is pretty clear. The first episode is really, really cliche. Like we've seen this a ton of times. Uh, Matt, did you watch The Boys? No. I need to, but dude, no. it's super good. But it's the same, like it's almost the exact same thing as the boys, where it's person, main character guy is for somehow or whatever gets screwed over by this the antagonists, and so like stumbles upon this organization or group that their whole thing is they try to hunt down the, these people, and the whole first episode or something is about him like wanting to join them. And they're like, no, so he has to do something extreme for them to be like, all right, you can join us. Like we've seen it a ton of times. I'm trying to think of other examples of it, but uh, for sure the mm. boys and a lot of comic book type stuff, any movie with like a group. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I mean the, the first episode was okay. It was, there were certain parts that were really cool. Like the Nazis being bad guys is such an easy thing to, uh, to do. Yeah. So like this the is opening on platform, this is on Amazon, Amazon, Amazon oh, video. Okay. So like the opening scene, which is, it, I'll tell you about it. It's real. It is really cool. It's like this really wide shot, like pool party in like the suburbs. And so like a lot of white kids jumping into pools and dad at the grill kind of thing. And, uh, the dialogue you hear is like this husband and wife and the wife is like, I, why do I have to be here? And the husband's like, come on, sweetie. It's my boss. We got to be here. She's like, all right. All right. So they walk up. He's like, uh, Mr. Blah, blah, blah. Hi, this is my wife. And like, she has like the most horrified look on her face and she's like hyperventilating. And wow. I was like, are you sweetie? Are you okay? And she's like pointing at the dude grilling and she, uh, she's like, it's you, it's you. And uh, everyone, he's like, what's going on? And she's like, you don't think I recognize you? He's like, ma'am, I don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, he pulls a gun from under the uh, grill grill, and, like, kills everybody there except for her. Kids, the husband, everyone. And then he just starts speaking in, like, a oh. German accent. <laughs> oh, he's my. Like, he's like, you thought you could escape, huh? And then, like, it's so, it, the opening scene's great. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and she's just like, it turns out she was a Jew who survived the camps because, like, I think the war ended in the mid-40s. And so That's 40, nuts. 50, 60, 70 is only 30 years. So if she was, you know, 10 years old, a kid or, you know, even like 18 during that time, she's only in her 60s or, you know, 50s and 60s. Holy moly. Yeah. So it was definitely, it's one of the better openings for a show for sure. That's uh, be- crazy. Because it tell it shows you, because like in real life, these, uh, and I know for sure, like, like in the military and stuff, like we gave sanctuary to some Nazis because there was quote value to them. So that's the, the the principle of the show is basically just like Al Pacino is like the Batman, like Bruce Wayne uh, of this group. And so uh, the kid, there's like the main character kid and like uh, his mom is like super, it, it sounds weird me saying this, but like super, super Jewish. And um, uh, I mean, that's literally her character is she's super Jewish. It's like she literally makes him like matzo ball soup 
and then like uh and stuff and so like it's uh nice she gets killed one night and like he's like coming down the stairs because he lives with her and he hears like a scuffle looks in the living room sees like a dude with like uh, a gun pointed at her head and she he shoots her and then he like runs down he's like mama or grandma grandma and she like dies and then like at their it's it there is a lot of like genuine jewish stuff in there that i'm unfamiliar with so i like the traditional funeral thing al pacino shows up and he's like you need anything call me it's like we've seen it in kingsman we've seen it in all whatever he hands him literally hands him the card he's like you need anything call me and like like all of a sudden like a driver pulls up and like pulls him away and the guy's like who is that guy and then like he gets arrested and then al pacino bails him out we've seen it a ton of times is the problem so it's cool there are certain parts that are really neat but we've seen this first episode a ton of times. Right. So well, I, I say it's worth checking out. I'm definitely going to watch the second episode. I just, I had no inspiration to finish more than one episode today. Hmm. Uh, the guy from how I met your mother, isn't it? Uh, the cool. lead Ted. Oh, Ted. Oh, yeah. he's one of the hunters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yikes. So yeah, I did that. Huh. Uh, I recorded an episode, uh, last late last night. I watched a movie called frozen. Not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> there's a 2010 bad, bad thinking there's a Why 2010 well this Go one ahead. came out first it came uh. out in 2010 it's a horror it's a survival horror movie <laughs> about these three people who get stuck on a, a ski lift like the chairlift at a ski lodge they get stuck on it that sounds like a nightmare and that's that's the movie <laughs> like I mean, what do uh, you do are, do they ever get off the ski lift that's the movie <laughs> Cause it's like, like that, is the entire movie on the ski lift. Yes. And that's why I really, I really liked the movie because like from a screenplay standpoint, that's literally the class I'm in right now is on learning how to write screenplays was just another word for script. But like, as you learn more about what a script is, screenplay is way more of an accurate term for it. Hmm. Cause you're literally like, you're writing a play for the screen. Like it's like you give direction sort of, you're like, uh, John walks into the room. He looks around right. curiously, blah, blah, blah. Like there's so much more than just dialogue. So gotcha. like from a, screenplay standpoint almost like 90 95 percent of the movie is literally three people sitting on a chair hoisted above the air like they don't lesser movies would have done like flashback scenes or whatever but no like that's the movie it was good i guess i really enjoyed it yeah it's pretty huh. horrifying and like uh because it, it's it's based in reality and it's just what do you do because like it's the movie kind of reminded me of like situationally i call it situational horror because, uh, did you ever see 127 hours? Oh, I know what you're talking about. No, I did not see it. Okay. It's, it's, it's the, the mo- guy that like, <clears throat> go ahead. No, no, no. That's fine. The dude gets his arm stuck on the rock. Yes. Like, um, yeah. Crushed by the rock. It's that type of movie where it's like simple, simple concept. It's like, just in, what do you do? Kind a, of thing. A, a real life situation. Like, yeah. Like a realistic, really it could happen to you right. and it's horrifying and scary. It's not a, like some scary like exorcism type movie where you know it's not real, but like it's still scary. This yeah. one is like you're like, oh my god. Yep. Situation. It's like the happened. video of that guy. Do you see that video of that guy that was hang gliding? And, yeah. Like, wasn't connected. Like that made me sick watching that crap. There's a like, movie right there. If you haven't seen that video, if you're listening to this, like go look up guy not connected to hang glider on YouTube, and it will freaking make you sick. It is awful. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm not gonna go into, into more detail. But it's yeah, just no. look that up. <laughs> There's that one, and then did you see the one where the cat is is up there. Same oh, on the s- plane. On like yeah, well, yeah. it's a hang glider thing. It's like is a it little... hang glider. I thought it was a plane. I thought it was like a small like Cessna, Cessna plane. I don't know. No. It's like it, it was a small personal like 
flying yeah. thing where there was like right. a person and like I saw that crap. I yeah. guess there's like a a, a a barn cat that hangs around the the warehouse <laughs> like that the thing is kept and so like they're flying a little GoPro and then they look up and there's a kitten above them and so like hanging okay. on for his life. So like would a cat if it falls from plane height <laughs> does it does it survive? Does it land on its no, feet? It Put it on the pole mat. Put it on the pole mat. It'll if land a, on if its a cat feet. falls from uh, from a plane height from ten thousand feet, does it fall on its does it fall on its uh, on its feet? And does it survive? <laughs> okay. Have y'all seen that video of that cat falling like uh, thirty stories and hitting the ground in a hotel? That sounds awful. It's, I don't want to go down very, that hole. It's very awful, but it's it's he hits the ground so hard. Apparently, <laughs> so loud. Like, like you know. You ever hear like someone dropping a metal trash can from a distance and how loud of a bang it is? That's yeah. what it sounds like. This, this person is so was terrible. like on the like thirty something floor and this cat was like on a ledge. It was like you know how some hotels have um elevators that like have like those big giant glass things you can like look around the hotel as you're going up, you know? Yeah. They like the cat was sitting on the the window seal. Somehow it got over there and like the people, I don't know what the thinking was, but, like, they had a big old long stick. Like, they taped, like, three extended pool sticks <laughs> to, like, clean the pool together to, like, try and, like, mm-hmm. help him and get him. And they're, like, poking at him, and he just fell to his death. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I don't want to watch yeah. that. It was awful. It, I don't want to watch a cat so snuff loud. film. All right, we're going to move past that. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so the movie is it's on. A, I watched that on Amazon Video as well. Uh, that's really good. It's got the ironically enough, one of the dudes in the in the movie is, oh god, uh, Sean Ashmore. He's the guy who played Iceman in the X Men movies. Oh, okay. and then he's in a movie about like the horrifying like uh, situation of being stuck in a chairlift on a mountain. Yeah. It's, it is, is really scary. Awful. That's screw screw that stuff. So like I mean I. I... I'm sure like, like many others have been skiing and that, that is a real fear. Like whenever like you're on that ski lift, it's like you're like hundreds of feet above the snow at points. And like, what if you get stuck there? Like if you fall, like it's not like snow is like all mushy gushy. Like it, it you know, when it's packed, like it freaking, that would, you'd break all of your bones. Yeah. It's a bad and, time. Yeah. It's, uh, that's terrifying, but all right. Uh, I mean, that was, that <laughs> was basically my, uh, my week. Watch those. Uh, read a couple books, but they're not not that inherently interesting. I'll get into more of that if I read something really interesting. But <laughs> so stuff I, want, I definitely wanted to talk to. So I, I sent you guys this stuff that I, I, I wanted to talk about. Uh, I guess actually, you know, what? this is going to count as part of my week. So uh, if you look on the list of things I said I wanted to talk about, there's a thing that said "kid playing the tuba." Personal story. <laughs> yes, yes, I saw that on your list. So uh, hey, look, there's the chat pops up on the thing. I'm going to move my name so you guys can see that. Yeah, um, and if you're real quick, if you, I mentioned the poll earlier, if you're watching live or in the past or in the future, I guess, technically, like there should be a link in the chat to a poll and then we'll also have it on our Facebook page. And what we're planning on doing is just like reading the results of the poll for the next episode. So yeah, yeah interact, tell us what you think of these stupid polls that we'll ask. Go ahead, AJ. Yeah. Uh, so after work, it's, it's nighttime. Sun is, uh, sun is down. I'm driving home. And, uh, my house, my neighborhood is like kind of, uh, it, it's right outside like the, the city part. So like Darren, you've been there, but like you kind of drive through some stuff and then you reach this neighborhood kind of hidden by trees. So sure. I turn into my neighborhood and it's like suburban looking houses. And as I'm going down again, it's nighttime and there's not a lot of street lights. I'm going down and I look and on the driveway is a kid sitting in a chair with a tuba, just like playing it. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> 
<laughs> I slowed down for sure. And uh, he didn't have sheet music on him or <laughs> anything. And just it's just, it was a strange sight that I wasn't prepared. Give me a thousand dollars and a million guesses. And I never would have guessed that was what I was going to see oh, that day. God, I dropped my microphone. It's all good. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, but <laughs> oh, God, like, the I thing is, we were all three of us, <laughs> all three of us were in band. So <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not a super crazy sight. But it was a weird sight. Like to see this well, like, just kid I mean, It's not tuba. weird for us because I guess we ha- we were in band. Imagine someone who wasn't in band. Like, what is this kid doing? Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I'm dude. just imagining like the Family Guy thing where that guy is like following Peter around with the tuba. Stop mocking me. But yeah, that was. That's good. That's good. That was weird. So. Okay, so uh, topics I definitely wanted to get to. Matt, did you hear about the? And this is a little bit older news, but did you hear that Cyberpunk's upgrade system? Uh, you're talking about for when the Series X comes out. Uh, Xbox Series X, sorry. Whatever it is, I know that upgrade whatever Cyberpunk what? is. Okay, if this is the same thing you're talking about, I know that Cyberpunk is coming out in March. Or no, no, it got delayed to September, I think. Yeah. I can't remember, but um, the game comes out and it's coming to PS4 and Xbox One. And then whenever Xbox Series X comes out, uh, CD Projekt Red is offering a free upgrade to the Xbox Series X version. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. No matter what, basically no matter what version, you can get it on uh, OG Xbox, or not OG, you know, uh, at this point, OG Xbox One whatever additional mm-hmm. Xbox, when the new Xbox comes out, it will, it's this game specifically. Uh, I'm hoping it, it's going to translate with other things as well, but it will, instead of having to buy a version on your Xbox 360 and on your Xbox one, just buy one and it'll auto uh, calibrate to whatever the optimal uh, what? Uh, device you have. They'll probably oh, just wow. give you another download code. Honestly, I don't know. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be like some code within the game that you get. And then you'd be like, hey, sign up for this. And so when this version comes out, you can get it easily. That's probably what they'll do. Or, I mean, well, but, the way AJ described it, it sounded like it was like just a software feature. That's what I'm, from what I understand. Is Rather that than ga- like, the, what I heard download was that, it again, it's that you put so the you game into Xbox your 360. No, I'm saying, I think, I, I don't know. I haven't read anything about it. Maybe it's like you download it to the store. And then it's immediately compatible with the, the device you're playing it on, like oh, in terms of oh, the yeah. specs. It, it might I'm be. Let me look it up as we're talking, but I'm pretty sure that it's also like it, it's yeah. Even if you buy like a hard copy for Xbox One, when the new one comes out, it will automatically make like play that as uh, the like thing for the use game. That the, utilize the resources of the newer console, basically make it look better and that can mm-hmm. run better and stuff. Hmm. That or it'll just be a giant update, I guess. Like, like but I, why would they, they wouldn't announce that as a feature then? You know what I'm saying? Why would they announce that as a feature? That doesn't sound like a very big feature. I mean, it's like, hey, look, we're giving our fans a free upgrade. And that's why I they announced so. it. Yeah, I guess so. Doesn't I'm, seem like I'm a very... very... I'm very excited for Cyberpunk. Have you, have you guys know anything about Cyberpunk? A little bit. No, not very much. It... Tell us, Matt. Well, I don't know much either because there's not much out there about the game, but I just know that <laughs> nice. is... Well, what I'm, a trap that we didn't fall for, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, let me ask you this. Have you played any of the Witcher games? Three, yes. They're, you played three of them or the number three? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. 
<laughs> the the Witcher games, CD Projekt Red's games are very detailed. So I'm I'm excited to see a game set in the future where you have cybernetics and all this stuff, and it's first person and RPG. There's like a ton of elements in the game. I'm very excited for the game. Hmm. It's supposed it's supposed to be. I've I've heard people say this. I will see. But it's supposed to be the most anticipated game of the generation. Well, it's Which, taken like. Big... Do you remember the first time so they announced Destiny. it was back in 2013? Yeah, it's definitely been a long time. <laughs> like that's yeah, too long. Like, Destiny yeah. made that same claim though. See, that's what I was saying about before. I said yeah, that. No that didn't even la- it didn't even last two years before they were like, and here's Destiny two. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and No Man's Sky. That was the same. Yeah. Those all all three of you had the same claim. I don't buy into hype anymore when it comes to those kind of like games. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's not going to be cool. But I mean, it. I also wouldn't put it past that it gets released and everyone's like, "This game sucks." And like, you know, a month yeah. in, it's like no one's even playing it because it. And, you know, I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I think more likely it's gonna be a really cool game. People are gonna like it. But I think it's very definitely a genuine possibility because it's happened with other better games. You know, other mm-hmm. good games too. So. But. Yeah. Uh, so here's I, the tweet that Cyberpunk did. That is what I'm talking about. Gamers should never be forced to purchase the same game twice or pay for upgrades. Owners of Cyberpunk 2077 for Xbox One will receive the Xbox Series X upgrade for free when available. Series X upgrade when available. So, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Buy the Xbox One version of it. They sell physical copies. Mm-hmm. You will get the Xbox, whatever the new one upgrade is, whenever it's available. I mean, does that, I mean, obviously, the console not included, right? But like, if you buy the new console, you're not gonna. They're also... not gonna give you a console. <laughs> <laughs> Buy game, get Xbox profit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All nice. right. Uh, so there was that. Hmm. Hi for uh, Cyberpunk. The Final Fantasy VII demo dropped. That's been that. yeah. I've watched a, a few gameplay. Of it. I watched yeah. it some gameplay. It looks. Good. I am completely ignorant on Final Fantasy II. I feel like the most ignorant stuff when it comes to like pop culture things, and that's not great for like a pop culture podcast. So, <laughs> to, to, I, I feel I feel like just I'm hop more on Reddit, of, just a little bit, just a couple times. I, just like. But like I do read Reddit. I guess I just don't have I'm not in the right subreddits. But uh, like so, I don't Final Fantasy. Like I've never been interested in, and not because I like specifically haven't, but I just haven't really like you, looked into it very much. So. Darren, you would definitely not like those games because it's really the it's same thing as Monster Hunter. Well, it's not exactly. It's the same. Is it turn based though? It's grindy. Yeah. Yeah. I like turn based combat. Oh no, the new okay. I didn't hear what you said. The new ones are not turn based at all. They're oh. open worldish. Well, it depends core. on what. Yeah, it depends. It's like Final Fantasy fourteen and fifteen and all that. Fourteen's an hmm. MMO. Hmm. But seven, yeah, you, get, yeah. you get like grind for levels and like, oh, I need this gear and stuff. You you wouldn't like the game, Darren. Yeah, I guess I just don't like RPGs very much. I think that's what I've concluded. RPGs this is are... it's weird to call it an RPG. You control hmm. elements, but it's a linear story. Oh yeah. And to me, RPG. We've had this conversation. That's a whole topic we can have for an episode. But like RPG to me is how much in hand do you have in the in the story. And so you. Your you, characters. Too. Yeah, you can like yeah, so you can have equip different party members, but the ending is going to be basically the same. Uh, actually, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like, I'm, it's the I'm, same. Actually, I need to look I'm also up. saying like the way you play is what I'm saying. Because like Skyrim is an RPG, you can be an assassin, you can be a mage, you can be an archer, you can mm-hmm. be. Uh, You're saying like your skill, like the skill trees and that kind of stuff. Yeah, whatever. I don't. Yeah. I've never played Final Fantasy, but I don't. Are those? Are the skill trees like that linear, AJ? Do you I don't know. 
I only played uh, bits and pieces of them. I so didn't would you the you wouldn't call God of War an RPG, AJ? Oh no, I think it is. It's super linear. No, but I, I guess we have different definitions of RPG is then. Yeah, I mean, like to me, be, okay. So you like you have more strength as opposed to I don't know heart or something that doesn't outright affect any part of the game except for your gameplay of it. But like, but you're saying that like if. You're saying that a requirement of an RPG is that it affects the outcome of the game, correct? Yeah, in one way or another. So yeah, like you can, yeah, like, no, for example, I don't, I don't well, think that's like think a that one of the biggest RPGs is um, uh, what's um Fallout Fallout, and the whole part that even Sterling talked about before in the Stoogie cast was you had like conversation trees and you had dialogue or dialogue options, and mm-hmm. so you can. Right, solve this mission, and you can choose to kill the person and take their money. You can try to solve the mission. You can do this and that. You're controlling aspects of the game. You're not just going from point A to point B like the game instructs you to do. That's my definition of RPG. Have you played Skyrim and Fallout, Darren? I have played Skyrim, not fully, but uh, and no, no, I have not played Fallout. Skyrim is a super RPG. Yeah. Next time, you ought to put Fallout 4 on your wish list. Next time it goes on sale, you should ought to get it and just slowly play it. Or get it on PS4 and play on the couch. Mm-hmm. But they're Yeah, here, definition of role-playing game. A game in which players take on the roles of imaginary characters who engage in adventures, typically in a particular computerized fantasy setting overseen by referee. So, yeah, referee. I guess that's a, that is, I guess that more... That's literally like, any game, dude. Yeah. I know, but I think that I think that role playing game is a bigger category than what you're giving it credit for. Is what I'm saying. Correct. RPG. We had this conversation for like. Do you not remember that night when we, we were did. up for yeah, like I four remember, hours? I remember, yeah. We talked RPG about to me, and this is again, this is there's also subsections of games, and there's games that exist as like meshes of other games. There's action RPG. There's whatever. Like there's different types of RPGs. My definition of RPG it has always been how much do you get to control the game. Yeah, that's I it. Just, Otherwise, just, it's just an action game. I would call uh, God of War just a narrative action game. Adventure. But like you play the role of Kratos. Right? Yes, but like you can't run it. You can't go back to like no, play a different level. But again, that's not like it's a role playing game. You play that role. Correct. You know, like, but, but NBA Live is a role playing game as well. Then sure. Yeah. That's my yeah, and that's my problem. And so that's why I'm not I'm classifying I'm using it as a category as opposed to a <laughs> like overall definition. <laughs> Matt, put it on the poll. Is NBA Live a role-playing game? <laughs> uh, that's yeah, that that's good. So yeah, uh, Final Fantasy VII came out. Apparently, that's really gotten a lot of positive to? feedback. Of course, I, say I do. do that, yeah. Okay. Matt, is listen NBA- to me, okay? Me and AJ are the voice of this podcast. You're the Spider-Man in the background, okay? Put the thing on the poll. <laughs> Matt, you have one job. You don't have to tell us about your week. Just put this stuff on the poll. <laughs> uh, all right. So another news. Uh, this is actually more relevant news. Uh, it's heavily, heavily rumored that Allison Brie from uh, she was from Community and Glow, the the Netflix show. She is very heavily rumored to be playing She-Hulk in the She-Hulk show, uh, Disney cool. Plus show. I think she's a good choice. I, I did see um, Mark Ruffalo said there's talk about regular Hulk appearing. I'm sure he will. I've also heard that Red Hulk is supposed to pop up there as well. I would be down for that. I love Red Hulk. That's General Ross. If they have to, the thing is, he's also already in the Mar the MCU. That's um, I mean, he was in the the Hulk movie, but he was in the other MCU stuff for sure. He was in Captain America, uh, two or three, and then he was definitely in the um, I think Endgame or something. He was the 
the I think he became Secretary of Defense or something. He tells Rhodey to yeah. arrest Cap that in that one scene. War, yeah. yeah, that's Red Hulk. That's Thunderbolt Ross. So, so why do you feel that she'll be a good She-Hulk? I don't t- tell so the an char- ignorant person, yeah. not me, the viewers. Uh, <laughs> short answer beyond like anything else is she's just she's a pretty young girl. That's really all you need. But like oh, I've I seen see. I've seen her in in a fair amount of things, and she has good comedic timing, and she's just she has good charisma. That's all. I'm, like it hmm. could have been any actress with that category. There's been rumors of uh of uh, like a, just like not white. You don't have to be a white girl to play her. Although she is technically Dave. Uh, the Hulk's cousin in the comics. Uh, oh, really? It does, yeah, but she doesn't have to be, and it's today. It's 2020. It could be like cousin from marriage or something, and it ends up being some like Hispanic chick or something. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. But that's uh, true. I like I just I like Alison Brie's Hulk. She'd be good. Uh, she Hulk. And she said she she's from what you said from Community. Yeah, her big big thing is from Community. She's from the show hmm. Glow. That's on Netflix, which is a great show. It's a I've never seen it. It's a real life. It's a dramatized, but a real life story of like this really. Uh, funny slash like real thing that happened in the eighties where they had a female, all female wrestling, uh, league thing. And mm. it's a drama about it, but it's, it's also comedic, but it's good. Hmm. She's a, she's a good actress. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, talk about, which we don't want to talk about, but this is actually in the world of sports, which is kind of interesting is that, uh, Tony Romo, they recently, well, if you don't know Tony Romo's, he plays football, sports ball. He throws the sports ball. He over used the, to throw ball you know, real good, but also controversially. Um, <laughs> uh, cause sometimes yeah, anyway, Tony he wouldn't Romo, throw, yeah. former quarterback of the Cowboys now broadcaster for CBS with Jim Nance. Uh, you know, arguably one of the best broadcasters ever, uh, just signed a contract for $180 million for 10 years. That's some cheddar, man. So, Eighteen yeah. million dollars a year, first off, and there are only sixteen game or six, seventeen weeks in a season. So he's making more than a million dollars per week to sit in a booth and then commentate games, which is crazy. He made it. Like I mean, he was making at most like six million dollars a year when he was when he was with the Cowboys. And he had to get like, hit. <laughs> he had to get hit. He had to go to practice. He could lose. He to, you don't. You can't lose broadcasting short exactly. of just snapping. <laughs> yeah, he's up there commentating Cowboys games and just like. I knew it. You suck. <laughs> you know, like you just, you know, just so vindicated because like he got replaced by Dak Prescott, you know, like probably earlier than he really should have arguably, but regardless, you know, now he's like, now I'm making $18 million a year, which is also crazy because Jim Nance, his partner has been with CBS for like 25 years and does like commentary commentary for everything CBS does like March madness, like for all like the different sporting events that they do on CBS. He's like, basically the main color commentator or the main play-by-play guy for almost everything. And he makes like $5 million a year. <laughs> That's got to suck. I'd be yeah, furious t- if I was any Tony of Romo comes in and like in two years, he's making $18 million per year is like, Oh my God. And yeah, like some he's making more than most, most quarterbacks in the league right now. Like what a just complete middle finger to the rest of the world. Like how long, the, rest of the sports world, how long until Madden ends up being called Romo 2021. <laughs> it could it could really because like he is so beloved like among the sports community in terms of like uh commentary and stuff so like obviously like you know i could you could say i'm biased because i'm wearing a dallas cowboys hat this is a dallas cowboys hat by the way this is not just a d 
It's not just D for Darren. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, what a cartoon. That is funny in hindsight. I never really put piece that together. What a cartoon thing of you to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. like, you're a cartoon character with like your letter, like me having a, like Alvin and the Chipmunks, like an A on my shirt. <laughs> you only have a D on your freaking hat. <laughs> no, AJ, you're the scrub I'm talking about. It's This is a Dallas Cowboys hat. Okay, mm-hmm. look at it. It's clearly a Dallas Cowboys hat. Look, see? It's they don't own clear. the letter D, man. They do. Z. D. The- <laughs> All right. But yeah, that's okay. cool. I'm. Uh, so, do you personally enjoy Romo commentating? Oh, of course. Dude, I mean, obviously, I- I'm a little bit biased, but yeah. I mean, even when it, like when he first started commentating, like one of the one of the biggest things that people like about Tony Romo is his ability to like predict plays before they happen. Like that's if you what watch, I was gonna any, say. if you watch any like you can search for like ten seconds. If you type in Tony Romo, I'm sure like one of the first suggestions on YouTube will be like predicts play. Like because he will Prediction see, compilation. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's there's plenty of compilations because he does it like four times a game at least, where he'll just say, "Oh yeah, it looks like Bill or it looks like Jim. They're gonna do a run to the right here and like run to the right." It's like, yeah. Yeah, okay, Jim, him, what's gonna happen? Oh, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, imagine him on like being like on the staff of the Dallas Cowboys with that kind of knowledge. Oh yeah, I mean, but that's like. I, I feel like I, I would rather just hear him talk about it like because yeah. like I mean obviously it'd be really cool to have him on the Cowboys but like I, I would rather just listen dude's to him dude's making like, 18 million dollars a year yeah. he's sticking yeah, he's, he's right where he is better as a broadcaster I'm, I'm just yeah. saying like him doing that in real time like helping the actual team I yeah would be really good but yeah but and the, you know, obviously that's not something we don't want to talk about about sports, but it's something that you know, like AJ is to movies as Darren is to sports. <laughs> so that's if saying we ever, a lot like... about your knowledge in sports, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this guy. Listen to this guy. But uh, yeah, I I, uh, I I love Tony Romo, and I think it's crazy that he's got that much money. And it really, honestly, like it's kind of like whenever john gruden which aj doesn't know that is he's the he's the coach of the oakland raiders which is now going to be the las vegas raiders he signed a 100 million dollar contract for 10 years at the time which was one of the biggest contracts that coaches ever received and it was like you know groundbreaking because it's like now all these coaches that are really because john gruden is not a good coach like it doesn't matter what anyone says and for all you listeners that don't care about sports you can just skip like 30 seconds but like john gruden is not a good coach and you know actually good coaches are gonna be like well where's my money and same thing for tony romo because there are a lot of good broadcasters out there that are going to be looking for the same amount of money going forward because he's making 18 million dollars a year so yeah anyways well it's it's cool it's interesting news and uh yeah we'll see what happens so yeah uh in other news uh this is kind of a mesh of both of our worlds, Darren. Did you hear that Dr. Disrespect is having a feud with The Undertaker right now? What? I saw that on our list of things to talk about. I didn't look it up. I really should have before, but I'm looking at it right now. Dude, I am so happy with the world we live in. Literally during, I guess, one of Dr. Disrespect's streams, he got like a missed call or a voicemail, whatever, from The Undertaker in character. (laughs) And he's like, you've like stepped on sacred ground oh, and so you've, tres- uh, <laughs> you've trespassed on sacred ground i have no patience for the two time wwe is my domain my yard your transgressions will be punished dr disrespect you will rest in peace that is that so is good hilarious. dude first of all i love the undertaker he's one of my favorite wrestling like wrestlers of all time that is so funny what a world we live in where like we have kayfabe which is that's the term for like real quote wrestling like all the storyline all that fake stuff is called kayfabe 
So okay. like we have kayfabe in streams now on Twitch <laughs> where Dr. Disrespect is like having beef with the undertaker. That's that so, so fun. Is it, is it a yeah. real feud? It's, I don't know. It's, I don't know if there are people are speculating that it's setting up for like a pay-per-view or something. And I don't if, know. Dude, if Dr. Disrespect was the WWE, that would freaking. <laughs> I, I got to give WWE credit. That is adjusting to the contemporary audience. True. Dr. Disrespect is a celebrity now. He, but he is by all accounts a celebrity. So like you, like back in the day, they've had Arnold Schwarzenegger on, uh, on WWE. Yeah, they've yeah. had Tyson as like a special guest referee on WWE. <laughs> so you get the new celebrities. Yeah, that'd Dr. Be so Disrespect, crazy. and then you get Ninja and, in there or something. Or XQC. Like, honestly, Doctor Disrespect is like freaking buff as crap, though. Like he is a big dude that like he's really. Tall, uh, yeah, he's like six six or something, and like good he lo- works lo- out like there you go. Like he's like a, in really good shape. Like it's it, like yeah, if he's shown his like his body on stream, like his his biceps are like giant, like. He would actually probably be a good what WDB person just because he actually looks like a real wrestler, like, and mm-hmm. he has, already has a costume that's perfect. So. Yeah, I, it would that would go really well, dude. I was looking back, I was watching like a top ten video, and like the it's such a weird phenomenon that a rest, we finally came to terms like twenty years ago, whatever. Like that wrestling is one hundred percent fake. I say fake. It's not fake in the sense of like people it they like I've listened to tons of podcasts, tons of behind the scenes stuff of wrestlers who have retired for years. And they're like, so how do you guys fake getting hit with a chair? And they're like, you don't. <laughs> and like, so you just got hit with a chair. He's like, no, like you're yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. You're in, you're on TV or adrenaline's pumping. And yeah, you just, you literally say to the guy hit me really hard. So it looks really good. Like, it's not fake in that regard. It's like, it's fixed in their storylines. But like yeah. the fact that there were, there was literally up until like 20 years ago, like it was such a hard fought wrestling is real. I've seen yeah. them bleed. I've seen this, this and that, but like the undertaker as a character, if you break down what he is, he's a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> he's the dead man. And so like literally right, during right. the match, his whole like trademark thing is he gets beat up, knocked around, you know, slammed. And then he just like rises up. Like from like the uh, like while laying down, he's like shoots his upper body up, and everyone gets all hype. Like, I don't understand with any kind of like through any kind of hindsight how there was ever even an argument about like. Okay, all right. A new poll question: <laughs> What is more likely to survive a hang glider fall, a cat or the Undertaker? <laughs> the dead man always rises. Dude, uh, I love uh, wrestling. It's so yeah, dumb. Like, also like one another thing too that is like ridiculous to me is like. Like you mentioned, like, how do you fake getting hit with a chair? How do you fake falling from, like, a 12-foot cage onto the ground on your back? Like, Dude, I've been that, watching... That actually hurts. Mankind, like, like, it was Undertaker versus Mankind in a Hell in a Cell match. And that's, it's, it's called the spot, like, that kind of moment. And so Undertaker threw, it's off 16 feet high, threw him off the cell into, like, a table thing. And, like, there's tons of behind-the-scenes stuff where people are like, we thought he might have died. Wait, and there so, was like, one that, like... I thought I think you showed me it was like one where the dude's mouth was like bleeding really hardcore or something like he got hit in the face or probably like, I mean it happens all the time like they like he had he was out for a while because like he I think he like yes I, I showed you that it was a ladder match dude uh yeah oh it was the ladder like got like uh what's he, like, that teeter tottered up right? yeah and the ladder yeah. like got shoved into his face and destroyed oh. his face yeah oh dude wrestling God. is for real like when people like. If you look at any old wrestler, they're all like, even the Undertaker, they're just like, cr- like almost crippled. And like, 
I love watching or like hearing podcasts from wrestlers. Just Matt, why'd you put a WWE wrestler, not a WWE wrestler, the WWE wrestler, in this case, the Undertaker, Matt, it's change the, the poll. the Undertaker, man. The Undertaker matters. God. Former WWE champion, heavyweight champion. Here, no. Undefeated yes, against, uh, uh, finally up against Brock Lesnar for WrestleManias. <laughs> I'll, I'll redo it. I Mark Holloway. You're damn right you will. Dude, I loved... <laughs> just kidding it's oh man it's so i actually i watched a couple matches again the other day just for nostalgia's sake and i'm just i got so giddy actually there's a match i want to watch with you darren where i watched i haven't watched this in literally over 10 years the match happened in 2005 live i I watched it like all these things every week live and i watched it again like literally a couple days ago and i'm like that is impressive like just Hmm. athletically what happened so we'll watch that later anyway so yeah that's cool beef with undertaker and uh dr disrespect um if the next topic is what you're thinking of is it the you know the flat earther yes thank you oh, yeah I hear baby this. i want to hear about this, this matt did great. you hear about the flat earther who blew himself up well he died <laughs> what there was a flat earther who is he he was famous because he a couple years ago he made a homemade rocket and he wanted to go he fly up and he wanted to see basically the earth kind of thing show that it's fake and that it's flat this is real. uh oh so let's get things out of the way real quick. It's sad that a person is dead. <laughs> but <laughs> if we're going to have someone die, my sympathy no. can only go so far if the man is a flat earther who blew himself up with his homemade rocket. Like a goddamn Wiley e. Coyote cartoon. Oh my god. There are people this who die from far. diseases. They get hit by cars. I can only feel, I feel bad on a scale this of one to a hundred. I'm in the ter- teens of, I feel bad <laughs> that this, this dude. This has to be get some like, terms of service for Twitch. We're going to get Twitch, banned. He got, apparently what happened was he, the rocket went up and I guess there was a problem with the landing. And so what sucks worse is that there were people there because he did it before or, or to some degree, maybe it was lower or not as high or something. It happened to some degree before and people were there like yeah and then died and so yeah <laughs> oh God. and it's yeah awful it's awful that i can't I, we, we already said it's awful that someone died <laughs> that's off the table <laughs> the degree in which how bad we feel is a variable that we can discuss but <laughs> yeah i don't oh my god so okay mm. he built a rocket to go up in space Essentially, not mm-hmm. up in space, but to some height where he could make a justification that it, the Earth wasn't round, and then <laughs> fell down and then blew up. According to BBC, uh, Michael Mad Mike Hughes <laughs> believed the world is flat, crash landed in a steam powered rocket in the California desert. Uh, this was February 22nd. So this was about, recently, you know, yeah. fairly recently. Yeah. Uh, during the launch, his wow. parachute came loose, uh, and then I mean, there's I don't want to watch it, but there's apparently videos. Uh, wow. Yeah, and it's sad that a person is dead, but again, yeah, may- I mean, soft like you know, softly you could say it's natural selection. We're doing its course, right? Uh, the dude yeah. didn't believe. <laughs> what I mean- else is supposed to happen when you make your own homemade rocket? That's right. why it's called like the whole phrase is this isn't rocket science. Rocket science <laughs> is freaking hard, man. 
NASA has gotten it wrong before. So like some dude in his garage drinking beer, listening to Led Zeppelin, talking about the earth is flat. So probably not a rational thinker when it comes to like engineering and stuff too, if his mind carries over to other subjects like that. He probably like justified him building a rocket by saying, is that rocket science? I guess probably (laughs) like the way he justified it. (laughs) There has to be someone in his life like, I don't know if that's going to say, ah, prove once and for all this disc we're on is flat gosh <laughs> so yeah, sad was... someone died i i really want to <laughs> learn more about flat earthers in general not because i actually like i don't know i, I want to more understand more of what they believe the, my understanding of what they believe is that like because they're like just like simple things that you i feel like if you thought for like 15 seconds about that you would think that the earth wasn't round or the earth was round like one of them being like if you go on a worldwide cruise ship like you go around the world like you don't go in a circle like i mean i guess there's not any way real to prove that like let's say that you go like i get i don't know or like the sun you know like the sun goes around and then it's not there anymore and then it's there like from what i understand like they think that we live in like a snow globe type structure that the it's you know we're sitting on the earth the the flat part of the snow globe and then this is a big dome and then like connected to some large arm and i'm actually being serious this is i from my understanding is what they actually believe if you're a flat earther listening to this tell me i'm wrong but like the sun is like this giant light bulb type thing that moves out of the dome and then comes back into the dome like and that's an actual belief also that antarctica doesn't exist alaska doesn't exist alaska doesn't exist and like there's a giant super tall ice wall that if you get anywhere near you get immediately like uh, like destroyed by like some sort of government agency that's keeping the fact that it's that it's, but all of that stuff if it really exists, what incentive does whoever the powers that be have to keeping it from us? Like why? Um, what is the incentive behind keeping it secret? Like that's the it, other thing I don't understand. It's a mind state. It's the idea that, I mean, you're you're stupid. That's the thing. But like the whole like you have to be a contrarian kind of thing. The government's right, lying and- to you. Uh, I'm still yada, of yada. the belief that like it was actually a ploy by like some university like trying to like sharpen their debate skills like okay think of something just completely ridiculous that you would never be real and then argue it you know use your logic and your debate skills to prove something that's clearly false and then it just took off and got out of control and now we have people that actually believe it yeah a bunch of like, morons freaking like yeah I, buy I, mean, every, I don't understand every science conspir- yeah, every conspiracy every conspiracy theory has some amount of logic to it. But then whenever you actually dig into it, it's like, wait a second. You this know what is they, they, they believe wrong. that gravity cuz like that's one of the easy uh rebuttals is okay, well, if the earth is uh if the earth isn't round, then explain gravity. Their idea mm. of gravity is that we're always going up. That the uh, flat earth is always shooting vertical in space. So that's forever. essentially that's the mm. The, the equivalent of gravity is we're staying to connected to the earth and because like what you're saying like if, if gravity was the way we understand it that means that like people on the edge of the world would be pulling constantly pulled towards the center of the world and like you'd have to like stand at an angle to be able to stand like properly mm-hmm. but and if you're in the middle of the world then gravity would be normal but anywhere else then it's like this weird thing so like what you're saying that going straight up that's oh my god yeah dude it's pretty great i love it that's awful <laughs> i can't dude i can't not even for guilty pleasure i can't there, there's videos on youtube all the time of flood <clears throat> uh, two flat earthers and two scientists in a room i just can't watch it because flat earthers are just stupid 
They're, they ignore 98% of science to try to justify the 2% that they don't understand. Because like, there's like the, there's the famous thing of like a guy holding a plate and he's like, if the earth was uh no, he was, he was holding a ball. He's like, if the earth was round, this is what would happen with our water. He poured water on the ball and the water fell off the ball because it's freaking gravity. Good point. And then he got Good a plate point. and then he Wait pours water in the bowl in the plate. And like, because the plate has like a little bit of depth to it, it holds the water. He's like, you tell me what the earth is now. <laughs> Take that <laughs> atheists. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and it's just crap like that where I'm like, they have no argument. They have yeah. no, no argument. Yeah, that's basically like 90% of like, you know, Facebook like conversations that happen are people that are just like making claims like that just like sound funny or sound witty or like, oh, wow, he knows what he's talking about. But then if you like, if you know, like for like five seconds, like, wait, that guy's a complete idiot. But like no one ever mm-hmm. reads the comments or anything like that. Oh, that, exactly. Yes. Anyways. Uh, but, we'll um, move past it because I'm afraid we're going to end up dipping into politics and I want to avoid that's that. True. That's true. Uh, 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 oh, Spider Verse Two has an official release date. Oh, I didn't see that. What time? April eighth, twenty twenty-two. Nice. What? Why are they announcing it two years early? Do you know Is how long normal? it takes to make those kind of movies, dude? It takes years to make an animated. Why would they announce it though? Hype. I, don't I know. guess so. But there's yeah, talk whatever. about there being um, like spinoff shows, so like the character, like the Spider Ham. And uh, yeah, yeah, Spider Man Noir. Like, they're supposed to apparently get like spinoff movie or show or something. So, like, maybe Spider Man Into the Spider Verse 2 will come out in 2022, (laughs) but maybe like they'll have their shows in between or or something. I don't know. Disney Plus has their platform, so they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna mention too, AJ. I don't know if you want to keep going on your list or if you want to just because I know we had like a couple fan mails that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. So I, I know it seemed like we had a couple that probably would lead to some more discussion. So I didn't want to like, you know, no, no, you're fine. I don't have anything so. much else to talk about. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the train to Basan, my favorite zombie movies, crane movies getting sequel. And I think that was, I think that was everything I wanted to talk about. Uh, stop cool. making Terminator movies. That's a bit for another episode. Uh, <laughs> so I'll go ahead and get to, we got a, if you want to send this email, send us an email at genre geeks cast at gmail.com. And you can have, your letters let your letters letters read your letters words are hard today like <laughs> this <clears throat> hello guys my name is hunter i found your podcast on spotify we are on spotify hunter thank you uh, you guys are funny i listened to all we, your episodes we are so hunter far. thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> you guys are funny i listened to all your podcast episodes so far my favorite was when aj told mark about fast and furious <laughs> i what agree was, they are uh, dumb well, remind me about that. What happened when we told Mark? I was just, exp- I'm like, yeah. And then I think like, you just explained the lore to him. I, ex- I literally like, like the joke was just me being absolutely honest about what, like the plot and, uh, the chain of events I was in like fast and furious. Okay. I said, I remember that. Okay. It's really fun. Uh, okay. I agree. They are dumb, but I love John Cena. So I can't wait for the new movie. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, I like John Cena too. He was my favorite wrestler back then. Darren spelt incorrectly. <laughs> I play disc golf too. I'm still pretty new, but we have a small group in my town that likes to try to play once a week or so. What's your preferred all around disc? We'll go ahead and take a break right there and go ahead, Darren. What's your preferred all around disc? Um, if you are still pretty new, I think that the best all around disc for any new player is either an Emac truth or a buzz. Those are two mm. uh, staples and, and they're both mid ranges. So discraft buzz or uh dynamic discs emac truth those How are much both do those discs run 
like 15 to 17 dollars probably would be the okay. most you'd ever pay for one of those um but academy has buzzes probably have truth as well or like whatever your local sporting goods store probably will have both of those because they're super common and they it, i guess more as a general if you're a brand new player in terms of like picking a disc that you're gonna like is stay away from high speed drivers like I, but only by that is like uh, so examples of those would be like destroyers or trespass enforcer defender like all these discs that you're probably going to see at a store stay away from those because you're probably not going to have the arm speed necessary to actually throw that way it's meant to be thrown um, so I would stay stay closer to putters and mid ranges and utilize those more often because it's going to help you grow your game long term um, it's kind of like you know walking before you can run situation you know perfect your form throwing mid ranges and putters like a buzz or emac truth and then move on to the next drivers you know fairway drivers and distance drivers and stuff so yeah very nice uh he said what is your preferred method he said i can't buy a lot of discs so i have to be picky so yeah. there you go uh, i have a question that i hope you guys answer on the show what are your favorite youtube channels matt oh yeah uh yeah matt go ahead go ahead uh most i watched a lot of good mythical morning and funhouse hey i like those guys too good, good mythical morning um their their episodes where they do something with food are the ones i mainly watch if they talk if they there's some where they play like games or like oh guess this what's exploding backwards like they'll watch a video that's and backwards of something exploding and they're trying to guess what's being exploded <laughs> that's cool so um yeah, Aaron, yeah Amber and I just watched the the one where they taste tested every Ben and Jerry's flavor. <laughs> oh, I, I saw that one. I didn't watch it yet, but I saw that they posted that. It was pretty the last fun. one I watched was the blind hot dog test. They try and guess where the hot dogs come from, and then they rated it 1 <laughs> through 10. That's where I got the our beer tasting idea from. They that. have the best job in the world. Yeah, like, they nailed it. I mean, that's like, what a, what a sweet job. They did this like eat food like and just i mean because they have a lot of really cool like videos that I've, you showed me too matt where it's like there's like taste testing like condiments and stuff and comparing them like name brand to like the store brand one and like that just sounded so much fun like i don't mm-hmm. know it's just just hanging out with friends talking basically what we're doing but they're getting yeah. paid for it so they're well, we made like favorites. 14 cents right so far aj not bad hey, we've made like almost 25 now man we're growing that's <laughs> what <laughs> so i'm talking about that's so what i'm talking about <laughs> but uh what are um, your favorites my favorite YouTube channels are Joe Mez Pro, uh, disc golf channel. Mm. <laughs> uh, Shut up and sit down. It's a board game like review channel. Basically, they go over like board games that come out and review them, and they also do some other like instructional videos and stuff. And Number File. I don't know if you've ever heard of Number File before. Yeah, I've seen a couple of their stuff. They're cool. <clears throat> I, uh, like and I guess, stuff. huh? Number five isn't they did like they've done a couple like math magic trick stuff. Oh yeah 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 they they yeah. basically it's a it's a math channel where they just like talk about like math concepts and I, it's really weird because it's like in in concept it doesn't sound very interesting but like it's similar to like Vsauce where like you're watching the video and like you can't stop watching because you're like wow that's really cool yeah. and like what like what you're actually like, like watching is like something some abstract concept that you'll never actually use in practice but it's like it's so interesting yeah. like, and like that's how it never follows to me it's just like they're just taking these abstract concepts and mathematics and like doing like these weird numbers and like what is 664,448 equal this number and it's like i don't know why does it equal that do you tell me <laughs> <laughs> it's like i don't know it's just it's just stuff like that it's really interesting but yeah, uh, it, those are three that I probably watch the most. And also MTG Goldfish. 
He's a magic streamer. Uh, Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, is his actual his full name. Basically, he just makes the, these super janky decks for Magic, and then does decks on them online, MTGO, and yeah, displays them. And it's really he's he's really funny. Brandy hates him a lot because he has the worst voice, but I, th- I think it's charming. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I got. Okay, uh, I. I, I watch a lot. I really like, um, they don't make channels or show any, uh, they don't make episodes anymore, which breaks my heart, but they have a giant, giant backlog that I'll hopefully never get through. Uh, the super best friends play. They were my, oh, absolute I thought you were going to f- say key and peel. Oh no. I mean, they're which, good, but I mean, I, I prefer their like show as opposed to watching it on YouTube, yeah, but, uh, yeah. no, super best friends were my favorite gamers. Uh, mm. I just, I, they're actually, I still listen to their podcasts. They two out of the three guys, uh, have a podcast that I really love. Uh, Castle super beast is the name of the channel now. Hmm. Uh, they're my favorite YouTuber, like probably YouTubers in general. Just, I love watching their, their content. I really like, um, I have a guilty pleasure of like those watch mojo or like what culture top 10 videos are usually trash, but it's just, it's such good, like background noise as I'm like doing stuff. So it's yeah, good. Yeah. Like it encourages me to not watch the video. If I turn it on, <laughs> like I'll put it on like top 10, uh, dramatic twists in movies. And so I'll put it on and then I'll just start cleaning. And so it just may, I associate that channel with cleaning. Uh, <laughs> I also really, really like Slow Mo Guys. It's a it's a channel that my wife and I can sure both. Them. Uh, my wife and I really, really love their stuff. Plus, like almost everything they upload is in 4K, so we can utilize our TV like really well with nice. it, and it looks nice. beautiful. And uh, Amber and I recently, I I knew this channel before, but I didn't like go through the guy's backlog before. But have you guys heard of Mark Rober or Robber? Yeah. He's a nope. super super smart engineer guy. He used to work for NASA. He helped work on uh, Curiosity. And okay. he just has a YouTube channel where he does stupid, smart stuff. So, like, he made a uh, – you might have seen this. It went viral about a year, year two, a year or two ago. He had a, a package get stolen from his porch one day. So he made a trap package that when you open it, it sprays, like, the world's thinnest, like, fine dust glitter like a ton of it everywhere. It sprays like really bad fart spray and it'll like sound <laughs> off an alarm and it GPS tracks to where it is. Uh, it's really awesome. So like there's footage of people who stole this package off someone's doorstep. So they're the scum of the earth. BG, oh. those people. And um, BG. <laughs> uh, it's, it's that type of stuff. Like he, he made one where he actually in this, I, I'll talk about it really quick. He wanted to test how much pee is in a pool. It was fascinating, and it also gave me the worst realization ever during the video. You guys know the smell of a pool, uh-huh. like the chlorine smell of a pool. Oh no, that's all pee. Chlorine oh, no. does not smell like that. Oh no, chlorine and water does not smell like that. And the guy didn't believe it, so he like tested. He got like a big barrel of just chlorine and water. He had uh, he had water, and he put four times the concentrated amount of chlorine that is encouraged in it. Uh, and then he had another one, identical measurements, except he oh, dropped in no. like a thing of pee. He closed it for like three or four days. He opened the the just chlorine. He's like, I smell nothing. It smells just like water. Then he opened the one with pee. He's like, that is exactly that nostalgia smell of a pool. If you smell that, that means it's called trichlor- uh, like tri- trichlorine or something like that. It's pee and chlorine. It only gets that smell if you mix urine and chlorine together. Oh yeah, that was awful. I can't not, I can't unlearn that. Oh. Yeah. That's so, awful. So yeah, uh, that's uh, yeah, that's Mark. Ro- uh, I think I want to say his name is uh, Rober. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think it's Rober. <laughs> All right, so uh, oh, that's our favorite that's YouTube so channel. Bad. Thanks, buddy Hunter, for the uh, email. Thank Next you, email, Hunter. 
To whom it may concern, I had no idea you guys weren't recording next to each other. You do you do a good job pretending you are. I, did, I didn't realize we were pretending to sound like we we're in the same room. I thought we made it pretty clear that uh, we're well, not. Well, I mean, I guess if we're, you know, since you we're on about Twitch. The, like, the first few episodes. In the no, first episode, if... Darren makes a bit about me moving away. Oh. Yeah, I guess true. so. But I mean, maybe uh, so, you're here. so you didn't listen to the first episode, there, uh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I mean, I could. I mean, if you didn't listen to everything, or yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I that's also like probably because our microphone quality is decent, and now, you know, yeah. Twitch probably just revealed that. And I guess technically, right now, like AJ is right here. Is that right? Face Am I pointing you the right way? Other way. Dang it! <laughs> I I had to wait for the stream to pass up. He's right here, so he is. <laughs> he's literally right here, yeah. So, but okay, there we go. Uh, but yeah, we. I don't know. I guess AJ is just like knows all this stuff about movies and video and audio and stuff. So it probably that probably helps the fact that it's good quality. So. Yeah. What program yeah. and microphones do you use? Uh, I mean, it's not a secret. We use the Samsung. Darren and I use the Samsung Q2Us. Uh, hopefully, Matt will get one soon. Uh, hopefully. hopefully soon. Uh, programs. I mean twitch now but like we use uh discord and there's this really neat i'll definitely give them a plug because i i i love their thing craig you can look up if you google craig c-r-a-i-g discord yeah. you'll uh you'll find the program it's great it records everything and like really high quality uh and i mean that's basically it i record myself on audacity and then i kind of plug in the two yeah. uh i want to start a podcast but i don't know what i talk what to talk about how do you all decide what you're going to talk about also who did your logo uh <laughs> nice <AJ>. it's me <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah it's pretty good man mm-hmm. um how do we just have us talk about though i mean like we all just kind of just have things that may come up in pop culture world that we're interested in um and we just kind of go with it i mean it's it, we, i don't know this is honestly is the biggest reason that we ever started a podcast in the first place with the studio cast is because we were just sitting around in like my living room or AJ's living room and just sitting there talking and we we're like this is kind of funny. Like we just kind of, I mean, obviously every friend group probably feels that same way. Like whenever you're talking to each other, like, Oh, we're all think we're really funny. And we just, I don't know. We just thought it'd be fun to do it. And it has seen decent response for people. I mean, we're obviously not making like, you know, tons of viewers, tons of listeners, that kind of stuff. But you know, people, I mean, for the most part, you know, they seem to agree with us on a lot of things in terms of that we're somewhat funny and somewhat interesting and yada, yada. So, but I mean, regardless, it's as to what to talk about, Talk about things, something you're passionate about, something that you can talk about for a long time, because that's something that, you know, AJ, Matt and myself do well is we just talk, you know, and it doesn't matter what we're talking about. We're just enjoying ourselves and making it interesting just by talking. So it doesn't matter what you're talking about. It just matters about the fact that you're passionate, the fact that you have something to say about it. That's all that matters. So you nailed it. Uh, And I, and I did the logo, (laughs) which wasn't hard. Literally, I just typed GG and I went through all the fonts and I found the font (laughs) I liked. That's it. Um, So next email, uh, that, that one was unnamed and this one's unnamed as well. Uh, and this, this one's actually, it, it's, I'll call it a, a fair critique. It's not mean hard or mean spirited. Uh, I, okay. The first sentence is keep getting better. I don't know if that is like a, a, I don't know what tone. Do You're you really bad right now. <laughs> keep getting better or keep getting better. I don't know. Uh, you guys have the bones of a great show. So, Hey, it, uh, sure. It. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I'd advise, I'd advise not trying so hard. I are, my lack of, of, uh, effort is greatly, uh, <laughs> misunderstood on your end, buddy. Uh, I your think inter- what he, yeah. go, go ahead, on. go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, no, 
his next sentence, I think, will reveal what he's talking about. But go ahead. Yeah, uh, you are entertaining, and I feel like you can talk about whenever, uh, whatever, and it will captivate an audience. Don't worry so much about segments or bullet points. That's, That's what fair. I think he's talking about. That's fair. In terms of, he's saying, like, don't try so hard in terms of trying to find a specific, like, set list or, you know, bullet point list. I think that's what he's talking about. I mean, maybe I'm being, you know, optimistic, but, I mean, he seems like he's just giving us good feedback, and yeah, I appreciate I'll that. I'll take it. I'll, so, yeah, I'll take it like yeah. that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but <clears throat> go ahead. Uh, yeah, don't worry so much about segments or bullet points. Just have fun, and it makes it fun to listen to. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't fun. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's that's what we're we're just chilling, man. We're just chilling, enjoying ourselves. And if people listen to us, then we're down. If they don't listen to us, then we're gonna keep doing it. And yeah. at worst case scenario, it's a way to talk for an hour and a half without any uh, repercussions. So exactly. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> AJ, when are you gonna do another source material episode? That's actually a really good question. Uh, I'm kind of working on one, very very lazily right now. Uh, I'll, it's the crow. I'm trying to write an episode on the crow. Uh just between the podcast streaming work uh baby on the way i just haven't had a lot of time to commit to working on it i'm really lazily trying to get through it uh i want one on watchmen that's the one for me that's the one where i want to perfect my format i want to perfect everything about the show and then i'll take on watchmen because watchmen is one of the greatest graphic novels ever it's my favorite story ever uh so when i feel like i'm worthy i'll do watchmen there you go. Uh, will Darren and Matt ever show up on the YouTube channel? First things first, he nailed the spelling of your name. Oh, which please. it might have. Now that we're on uh, Twitch, that might be cheaty, but he he got it. He got your name. That's so good. But um, his name so- is not. We can't credit the guy because he didn't put his name in the email. So thank you, unnamed. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they'll ever show up on the YouTube channel. Actually, my idea is I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna rip this off Twitch and then upload it on YouTube. Yeah, it seems like a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. But yeah. have multiple areas. I don't know. I that's something that maybe if there's some something that people would actually would like care to listen about. Like if I was talking about disc golf, people want to listen to me talk about disc golf, then I would do it. But like AJ has a uncanny ability to talk about comic books and has a huge knowledge of the things that he's talking about. Unlike Matt and I probably in a lot of ways. So I don't know if you would want to listen to a 30 minute to an hour long episode of me talking about disc golf personally. <laughs> so if maybe, maybe eventually, but yeah, maybe not also. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, uh, I didn't watch the stream live, but I watched it today. Well, thank you. You guys are funny and have great chemistry. That type of interaction was fun to watch. Nice. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, last email here. Uh, that came accompanied with some dank memes. We all, oh we've all officially been memed. That's <laughs> so good. Uh, those are on our Facebook page. Check us oh, out. Quick, go ahead. And read it. I have a friend that plays disc golf. We played 18 holes last week at John Mackey Memorial Park. Nice. Is that? A I don't know where park? that is, but um, I hope it's fun. Okay, <laughs> I can confirm that disc golf is indeed better than thumbtacks. <laughs> but, okay, one vote for by, that. <laughs> but not by much. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh. AJ, what are your favorite movies? Darren, what is one specific feat that you want disc golf to achieve that will make it, quote, successful in your eyes? And Matt, most anticipated game of 2020. So I'll let y'all think about that for a second as I answer mine. My favorite movies change literally every single day. Right now, I'm going to go with Reservoir Dogs because I'm in my film class. I'm doing a report on it. First Tarantino, uh, first Tarantino movie. And it's just, it to me, it perfectly encapsulates his shooting style. And it was such a guerrilla movie, like no money, no budget, no, like all the actors literally wore their clothes during the movie. Cause that's just what they had. Like they bought the suits and then like characters that are like, that don't wear like the suits that you associate with reservoir dogs, just like wore their clothes. There's a character who had like a track suit jumpsuit. 
that was just what he wore that day. So I like that kind of stuff. So I'll go with Reservoir Dogs, my favorite movie. Uh, um, real quick, top, before my, my we move on to Matt's, you can see <laughs> on my screen, Darren, there's there are uh, dozens the, of us, <laughs> dozens. <laughs> there's the meme that was made about me. So that's pretty solid. Uh, so I'll pull up the other one while Matt uh, finishes his. Yeah. Um, Matt, most anticipated game of 2020. Two. I, or, no, 2020, my bad. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's going to be Cyberpunk because, I mean, like, they. I think you guys really should look up gameplay if you haven't seen gameplay of it. But, I mean, it's a first person shooter. It's got RPG elements. It's highly dense game. I, I'm i definitely probably going to be playing it for a long time. Okay. Cool. Nice. That was- uh, and here's another meme about Matt, which basically, we pretty much wrote this meme for this guy. Regardless, he did though, the it's hard work. He did the perfect. hard work. Yeah. He did the hard work, and it's perfect. Like, yeah. I'll leave it up for a second so you can kind of read through it if you're watching or watching in the future or whatever. But, uh, yeah, th- this meme I read that and died laughing yeah, immediately. It's the, it was for so the audio good. listeners, it's the uh, the Patrick Man Ray meme with the with the wallet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're saying yeah. blah 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 blah. Yep. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so that's if, if you didn't last, listen to our last episode, basically. It was about Matt and the Spider-Man uh, basically being worth $5 billion as compared to Marvel and Star Wars also being worth $4 billion. So it's like, uh, it doesn't make much sense. But yeah. Matt stayed true to his argument, and that's what Matt does. And that's okay. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's dank. But, yeah. So, um, uh, okay. Go ahead and his question your, to me yeah. was... Uh, is there well, a specific... It, what is one specific feat that you want disc golf to accomplish that would make it, quote... <laughs> successful in your eyes uh i think it depends on how you define success and he's asking this right so i guess um successful for this year um would have high quality live coverage is what i would consider being successful um because right now the state of disc golf is pretty much all post-produced so you know a camera crew goes on goes out to tournaments films them edits them and then releases them the next morning so you know if you're at the tournament and you watch it live then you're getting that content you know six to eight hours before anyone else does and like you know there's also live scoring updates on the pdga website where if i'm watch if i'm checking out that scoring updates then i'm essentially getting spoiled because there's no video content until like again like six to eight hours after it's already been it's already been played so and it's really hard for disc golf because a, a lot of courses are in wooded areas where like, you know, TV signal is really difficult to get. So especially for these like small, see these small crews that are just carrying around, like they're, they have really nice cameras and really good editing software, but they don't have the same like capabilities as like ESPN or NBC or ABC, CBS, like all these giant companies that probably could have like install their own TV signals in the trees or something. I don't, I don't know how that would work necessarily, but like that kind of stuff if we ever get to the point where there's actually like live high quality footage, then people will, you know, it, then it could be on ESPN. Then it could be on, you know, whatever, all these different shows that people would actually probably watch because, you know, one thing that me and Matt have talked about in the past is that, you know, darts has a bigger following than disc golf. Mm-hmm. I'm, we, we're never going to have an argument necessarily. We maybe off camera, but me and Matt are probably going to fight in real life if it happens again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, like that's the kind of thing where like darts is super easy to televise because they're in a, in a controlled environment. Like there's not like discs flying through hitting trees and those kind of things. You know, it's it, 
it's really a lot easier to cover. And so therefore it's a lot easier to televise. And so disc golf, if it can ever get to the point where it can be televised, then it's going to grow quickly. So I think that if that can happen this year, it's going to be really big for the sport. So. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's basically going to wrap this episode up. Uh, thank you so much. Everybody who sent us an email we appreciate the memes. Keep them coming. <laughs> Please uh, keep it coming. Yeah. Uh, and also just on. emails in general too. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know what happened over the last, like between the last like two episodes, our viewership has, I'll consider it relative to us skyrocketed. Yeah. So like, thank you so and much, everyone listening. We really appreciate it. Like it's probably one of my favorite things is whenever AJ sends us a screenshot of the emails yeah. so we can read them. <laughs> like it's just so, it's so satisfying. It's like people, I mean, this sounds stupid, but it's like, why, why do people care what we're saying? Like, you know, <laughs> like, I, 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 like we're not that cool, <laughs> you know, but like it's, it actually is really humbling. Seriously though. Like it's, it's really cool. People are enjoying what we're saying, what we have to say and you know, the topics and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, keep them coming. We love reading them. We love talking about them and you know, we love the people that are enjoying it. So yeah. Yeah. So thank you very much everybody. And until next time. Bye.